0: Where you're at, the zenith. I'm your host, Caesar Dagula. Thank you for being here. And I'm here to introduce a very special guest. Her name is Alex Costa. She is a reader, a writer, a movie enthusiast, a fellow barista, and a decade-long friend. Hello, Alex.
1: Hello, Caesar. It's nice to be here. It's nice to
0: have you. I love how thank you for being here. I appreciate it. And I I'm very excited for this conversation because there's one thing we do have in common. It has to do with college. Mm-hmm. we both left college our first year mm-hmm. we kind of stepped away from the the stigma the normalization of going to school and uh, yeah so like for me just quick story i went to chico state my first year at college i was academically disqualified after a year i failed uh almost all my classes i wasn't ready for the for the freedom for the independency i was young naive dumb any uh i was stupid you know <laughs> like just uh, but i learned and what about you what happened
1: Oh my god, Um, different than yours, I just, I decided in high school, I was like, I need something new, I had this idea of what I wanted for my future or my life, like, I don't know, like, I wanted to move away, and so I applied to a bunch of schools, like, out of state, and then I got into one that was like probably the farthest you could possibly go. I went to upstate New York, like literally literally, the other, literally the, the other side of the country, like the farthest point. And then I went and then it didn't it didn't work out and I spent like years trying to like get over that. But it wasn't like um like I I didn't I wasn't like academically disqualified or anything. Like I did well. I just like I don't know, I couldn't do
0: it like doing it because like because of the lifestyle you're living there or just how different you are or just straight up just missing home like what about it do you think it
1: was everything i mean like you i don't know i it was everything it's like upstate new york i mean east coast in general but i feel like upstate new york that's like a completely different culture of
0: people whole well, new world
1: yeah I'm 100% like agree. people that i probably <laughs> If I had stayed forever in California, like, people I would have never encountered in my life, you know? Yeah. Like, you're talking, like, a university that's 80%, like, Anglo-White, you know, like, like kids that have, you know, trust funds.
0: Yeah, where did you go?
1: Syracuse University. Syracuse. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Is that a private university? Mm-hmm. Yeah?
1: Yeah, private university. Like. What did
0: uh, you go for? Like, What was your major?
1: English Lit. So I never changed my major. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was always English Lit. And I loved it. Like, I had really good classes and stuff. It was just hard. I mean, plus, you know, six months of winter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know if you remember, because people here don't care about weather, but the year I went, they had, like, a really bad blizzard. Like... A Great Lakes, like, they had something with, I don't know how weather works. In
0: 2014?
1: mm Mm-hmm. Like, they had, like, a particularly bad blizzard that year. And so, it snowed, like, up until probably April. Like, there was, like, by the time I left, like, May, there was probably still snow on the ground.
0: What the heck? Yeah.
1: Like, it was just nonstop. So,
0: you, you went from living in Cali to, like, the best weather in the world here to going to New York. Yeah.
1: Like, I'm talking weeks of below zero. How
0: did, like, how did you get used to that? Did you ever get used to that?
1: Um, I mean, like, yeah, I guess. You adapt. Like, you learn to adapt, but I...
0: Were you going, like, triple layered or what?
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, they, when you, when you live up there, they, they know how to do it. You know, by the time you wake up and go to your classes, the snow's cleared for you. All the buildings are warm. So it's just a matter of like running to class or like running to get food, running to like, you know, your dining hall and then like peeling off the minute you go in, you know, like you freeze. And then the minute you go inside a building, you just melt, (laughs) you know, like, oh my gosh. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I ever got used to it, but I know when I came back, I felt different. I always, like, I think for, like, six months after I came back to California, I was, like, colder.
0: Colder? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I felt like, I don't know, like, my body felt different.
0: Like, you were colder with the weather here, or just... Mm
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I felt like I was always colder or something like that. I don't know.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I mean, your body for sure probably got used to it. Um, Same thing happened to Chico. Chico, the weather wasn't that crazy, but during winter... Um, it it reached thirty five degrees one time, and like
1: I oh was, really? Yeah,
0: it was, it was Is
1: Chico like a desert? Or what is that?
0: Chico is um, near like near a few mountains. It's it's about an hour up north of Sacramento, mm-hmm. and it's 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 honestly a college town.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
0: it's a it's a college town. It's it's amazing. Like I've never been to any other place like very similar to Chico, you know, just with culture and like liveliness and the color um the campus or well, like the whole city there was a creek in the middle of the city so like you know in the in the in the campus there'll be bridges you have to cross mm-hmm. from one side to the other crossing a creek
2: mm-hmm.
0: filled with nature and um right across the street from the from the you know from the campus is all the neighborhoods where the college students will mm-hmm. like live and therefore across the street from campus was all the neighborhoods where people would party mm-hmm. and then um about maybe like they also like also next to campus was downtown chico like everything was super close to each other it was all within walking distance mm-hmm. you did not oh need a car. yeah
1: very much a college town yeah. yeah
0: you did not need a car so like it was the, it was um also there was a high school next to the campus so um it was a bunch of like just older generations living there with their kids mm-hmm. and then college students mm-hmm. there wasn't really a lot of like middle-aged people or just like <clears throat> yeah, it was either college students or people who have just lived there the whole lives.
1: Mm, it's a lot of townies, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> were yeah. they weird or were they cool?
0: They were cool. They are chill. There's mm-hmm. <laughs> actually, um, there's this one funny story. Uh, so there's a little neighborhood next to my dorms where we would walk in between the alleys to smoke. Mm-hmm. And we're smoking out of a joint and um, my friend, um, we're finishing it and um, my friend was just getting the last hit. So I guess he took a big hit and he started coughing. And then at the same time, we were exiting the valley, mm-hmm. and um, an old white guy was uh, wasn't was coming out of his car with groceries in his bag, going to his house. And he saw us. He saw us. He passed by us. He um, he heard the guy cough. And he's like, I remember when I had my first hit. I just <laughs> walked away.
1: You got him feeling nostalgic. <laughs>
0: dude, it was funny. Like, oh my god. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, just people there. Like, dude, the drinking culture is ridiculous. Like, it's it was normal for people to go to class, buzzed, drunk, high, mm-hmm. you know, like.
1: Because there's nothing to do and yeah. you, like, live in that environment.
0: Yeah, you just have the homies and, mm-hmm. you know, your place. Like, I um, I went back to visit two years after I left
2: because
0: mm-hmm. um, I was still really close to my roommate of mm-hmm. uh, my dorms. So um, I'll go visit him and I became really good friends with all, all of his, like, roommates. So, like, whenever I'll go, like, I wouldn't really do any homework or anything because, like, I'm going for vacation. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, I'll usually get there, like, on a Wednesday night or Thursday. Mm-hmm. And I'll stay there till Sunday. So, like, people will have classes Thursday and Friday. So, like, in the middle of the day, we're drinking, we're playing, like, beer, like beer pong stuff. And my my friend would be like, "Oh, should I have class in ten minutes. Like, can someone take over me?" And like he's like, "Are right, you buzz?" He leaves. He comes back an hour and a half later. Just continues the game. Like, oh my god! It was, it was, and like we drank beer for breakfast. The drinking culture there was was crazy.
1: Did it feel weird when you came back? To yeah. Is it?
0: Yeah, definitely was like imposter effect, um, Ooh, Imposter syndrome. You know, yeah, I didn't yeah. feel like I belonged there just because I was literally kicked out. <laughs> but thankfully, oh god, like so th- thankfully, the homies like welcomed me. You know, yeah, with, of with open arms. So. I appreciate them. Um, I I went for them, not really for like school. Like I didn't really walk around Chico much whenever I went. We just partied, but thankfully. So
1: it felt different. You weren't going to school, you were just visiting friends. Yeah,
0: yeah I was just visiting friends. I wasn't visiting Chico. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? But uh yeah, it was it was gorgeous though. Like that's uh the nature there is something that definitely I took I took I took that for granted one hundred percent. Like I was Oh really? Yeah, like
1: so you weren't always this, like, nature guy.
0: No. I became this after I left because I realized, like, holy shit, I, like, I had it good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I lost it. Mm-hmm. I went from, like, I went from going to Chico, which is a beautiful, like, campus, beautiful city with, I think there's over 200 species of trees. Mm-hmm. And I went back to L.A. where there's nothing. There's like nothing There's nothing here. I'm like, what the hell is this, you know? But, yeah. Um, how was how was your campus in New york
1: oh my god it's beautiful like like what when you google like private university in the east coast like that's what something would come up like old buildings like beautiful old buildings with architecture um all the seasons so like you know when it turns fall everything turns orange like it was so beautiful it was so beautiful. And even the snow, like, you know, that first week where it snows, it yeah. was so beautiful. And then everything turns into mud for, like, six months. Really? Yeah, because it, it melts. Uh, everything's wet, yeah. Yeah, and then people walk through it. You kind of have to, like, trench your classes. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's not pretty anymore. But it's nice when you're, like, in the library and Damn, you're sitting and looking. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. And um, so why did you leave after a year? Like, how did you leave? What made you decide that?
1: I just, I, honestly, like I got really depressed, and I like it. It felt like things weren't clicking. You know what I mean? Like even though things were going good, like it, it didn't. I was kind of waiting for that moment where I was like, "Oh, this makes sense." You know, like I made the right decision.
0: You were waiting for that, mm-hmm. and you never came.
1: Yeah, oh. and I just, I. I don't know. Like I came back home and it was like everything not went back to normal because obviously like something like that changes you. Obviously I felt different and things felt different when you come back after home. I'm sure you've like had a similar feeling, but I, I don't know. Like I was with my family and I was with my friends and I was like, oh, there's no way
0: there's no way you, like, yeah, do you I, want to go back?
1: Or yeah, that? I got to a point in the summer where I was like, there's no way I could go back. And I told my mom, and I was like, I cannot go back. Like, do not book my plane ticket. And I pulled out of school.
0: And after that, did you, like, take a break, or did you... Um...
1: I took um, I took a semester off, which was weird, because I was, like, always... Like, I loved school. Like, I always got good grades. Like, I was, like, I was a nerd, dude. I spent all of high school. Like, my high school experience was, like, preparing for college. Oh,
2: wow. Like,
1: I, like, I based my whole life on going to college, you know? Like, everything. That That was my world. Yeah, it really was. And then, yeah, even, yeah, even just to take a semester off, that was so weird, I mean even now like I graduated and everyone's in school and I'm like what the heck like what am I doing like I'm supposed to be in class right now like it's so weird like my whole life I was a student like I wrapped up my whole life in school
0: when did you graduate? what do you mean? um like from your from your bachelor's
1: oh last year last fall
0: okay and where'd you go?
1: Cal State Long Beach
0: Long Beach okay and you are literature this whole time? Mm -hmm. mhm how did you get into literature?
1: um I don't want to say it was the only thing I was ever good at, but it was, like, what I... It's a subject I was the best at, you know? And I always... When I grew up, I was always reading. Like, my mom read to me a lot growing up. I was always writing. Like, my mom said, even in, like, kindergarten, I would make, like, little books and, like, write stories in them. Like, yeah. Like, I've always... It's, yeah. Reading and writing has always been my life. And so I... I went to college and I never got sick of it.
0: And um, when it comes to writing, do you like writing stories or like what kind of writing? Do you, is your preference?
1: Um, I yeah, I like creative writing. I go in and out of it. I I journal a lot. Like I go in and out of journaling a lot, and then when I take creative writing classes, I go in and out of writing certain things. But it's mostly like it's mostly like fiction. Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, I base a lot of stuff on my life and, like, my experiences or my family's life.
0: Interesting. And, like, the app plans on, like, publishing eventually? Like,
1: I have know? no idea. Have no that's, like, so scary to even think about. I'm still on the stages where, like, creative writing classes were scary, you know? Like, that's very vulnerable to do that. Yeah. You know? Like, to be... Yeah, to, like, put out a Google Doc and be like, here's, like, 20 pages of, like, my life and my heart, <laughs> you know, like, and we're going to sit in a circle and talk about it for an hour, and here's... That's what you did? Yeah, that's creative writing classes. Oh, wow. Everyone has a class. They read your pa- They read your excerpt, and then everyone goes through and comments on it, what you can improve on, what you cannot improve on. You have your professor, who's, like, obviously a writer, and, like... You know, sits at home and writes their own novels so they have their own biases and they're just, like, they tell you what they think. And, and But it's, like, a bunch of people that are all creative in their own ways and so they have their own ideas of what they like and you just have to sit there and take it.
0: just <laughs> all, all types of criticism. Yeah, huh?
1: well, you write poetry, right? Yeah. Do you take poetry classes? No.
0: Oh, it's, it's, what the? It's, it's, it's always just been something that, like, it's weird. I don't know how I started writing poetry. I'm pretty sure it's just connected to my love for rap.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? So, it's a, yeah, it's a separate interest. Yeah, like... Dude, you should take a poetry
0: class. I... Okay, so I've thought of doing creative writing and mm-hmm. poetry. Just, um, unfortunately, I just never, like, put in that time to look for a class and I have yeah. to make the effort. But I, I do feel like I might enjoy it just because... I do like poetry. I I like mm-hmm. writing too. You know, just um like one of my papers that I'm writing. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy writing. I'm pretty good at it. I'm really good at organizing and yeah. um and just like yeah, like just com- being very thorough with my words. Yeah,
1: because it's like it's creativity, but in a technical way. You yeah. know, it's gonna make you look at your writing from a completely different perspective than just like your personal feelings and emotions towards it. Yeah, and then you get to hear what other people think of it, you know, and go from there.
0: Well, um, definitely something like it it isn't a class, but um, one thing I I did, I've been wanting to do is do open mic.
1: Oh my god, yeah,
0: I want to do open mic for my poetry because, like, I feel like that's also a good way where, depending on where I go, hopefully, Mm -hmm. you know, like the community there is welcoming and like they could, oh, yeah, they, yeah,
1: they usually always are, yeah, yeah, because. Those are like safe
0: spaces. Yeah, you know. So like, that's on um, something I want to do. Um, and there's there's two specific po- poems I want to I want to like talk, speak on. Mm-hmm. One of them I already talked about, which was the perspective of life. That one uh, is called Self Love. Then I have another poem. It's called The Greatest Battle.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: this poem, dude, I don't know how the, how I wrote it. I wrote it in like thirty minutes. Um, I had to write it for a class so um i had a class called oral presentation for is a communications class which pretty much taught you how to um present orally Mm -hmm. you know like with emotion and it was very similar to like a poetry class because we had to do a lot of um, monologues and just presentations Mm -hmm. so um one of our assignments was to uh do a poem and they said that you could either find a poem or you could write your own and it was, for me, it was, like, an hour before class. I still haven't. Really? I, 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 I didn't find, I couldn't think of a poem. So I was like, you know, fuck it, I'm just going to write my own. Like, who knows? So
1: instead of going on Google and Googling a poem, you decided to write one I and just, then present
0: it. And, dude, this poem, it blows, I don't know how that, okay, so <laughs> I, I kind of read a poem very similar to this, like, years ago. It was essentially a poem that you, re- it's, um, you read it down, then you read it backwards. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I w- that idea was so cool. So I'm like, you know what, damn! I want to do something like that. I want to do something where you could read it both down, like from top to bottom, and bottom up, mm-hmm. and not change anything in words. Just literally read the same lines, and it mm-hmm. would mean something different. So the greatest battle, essentially, it means like, um, it's like it's a battle between yourself. It's dialogue within yourself. Um, but it's really dark though. Like,
1: is it the one you posted on Twitter?
0: A few years ago, yeah.
1: I feel like you showed me at work.
0: I might, yeah, I'm pretty sure I might have. I I retouched, I retouched on it last year because mm-hmm. um, I wrote it in 2017, mm-hmm. and it was something I wrote in 30 minutes. You know, mm-hmm. something that was just very raw. And then I, I went back to it. I'm like, you know what? Like this could be a little better. So, mm-hmm. and I never, I never had a title for it. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, actually, should I, should I, I'm just gonna read it right now. Fuck yeah, okay. do it. All right. So the title is The Greatest Battle. <clears throat> I can see the light. Looking back at this, you are right. As time goes by, everything becomes clear. Am I alone? I must face and accept this. You must keep fighting. Trust me. It's going to get better. If you think that, you're wrong. This is a place of no return. This suffering will never end. There's no way out. Can you really go through this? I couldn't care less. What about the people you love? I feel so lonely and empty. Loneliness. That's what's in my head right now. Do I keep going? Or do I end this pain right now? What do I do? I feel lost. Is this what you want? You can't talk me out of this. Get out of my head. As my eyes close, I take one last breath. All I feel is darkness. I'm doing this. Goodbye. Now I'm going to read the same thing backwards. I'm doing this. Goodbye. All I feel is darkness. As my eyes close, I take one last breath. You can't talk me out of this. Get out of my head. Is this what you want? I feel lost. What do I do? Do I keep going or do I end this pain right now? That's what's in my head right now. Loneliness. I feel so lonely and empty. What about the people you love? I couldn't care less. Can you really go through this? There's no way out. The suffering will never end. This is a place of no return. If you think that you're wrong, it's going to get better. You must keep fighting, trust me. I must face and accept this. Am I alone? As time goes by, everything becomes clearer. Looking back at this, you're right. I can see the light.
1: I'm snapping.
0: Thank you, thank you. Yeah. So I wrote that in, like, 30 minutes.
1: What state of mind were you in?
0: I mean, obviously I was depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Goddamn. Like, dude. um,
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Depressed 30 minutes before class?
0: Dude, it hit.
1: Oh, my God. It's
0: weird. I mean, like... I. Thankfully, I used poetry to, like, express how I feel, mm-hmm. you know? The last poem I uh, recited, I think it was, like, last two episodes ago, was more on happy and perspective of life, mm-hmm. you know, be grateful there in life. This one was, like, more of a...
1: What was the feeling like when you said it in class?
0: I mean, I'll, i like... It wasn't really, like... So, um, the way I interpreted it is that this the battle could be either... Like, either literally mm-hmm. suicide or, like, emotional and mentally giving up on yourself,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know? Like, whether it's falling into the depression or ending your life, you know, ending your, ending yourself. It could be either literal or physical. I wasn't suicidal when I wrote this, mm-hmm. you know? I, I At some points I probably was, but um, when I wrote this I was not feeling that way, but... I felt that I was losing myself. You know, Mm -hmm. I felt like I was having this battle between myself, whether or not I should just give up because of, like, me getting kicked out. I'm still trying to, like, work my way up. I was going to Rio Hondo while this was happening. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, you know, it's poetry is beautiful. And Mm -hmm. I'm really happy I write it. I -hmm. I write. Mm
1: -hmm. What time of day do you write? Do you have, like, a specific day?
0: I or
1: like whenever
0: it's whenever Mm -hmm. like it's not something that i i i I have not put time into poetry already in like Mm -hmm. a year sadly Mm -hmm. that's something i do want to go back into but it's always been a moment like of inspiration it's Mm -hmm. never like oh tuesday morning at 9 a.m i'm gonna sit down and i'm gonna write it's always Mm -hmm. been like i have something in my mind and i just want to type so i just go on my phone and I just write down, like, what's on my thoughts. Mm-hmm. So as, as you can so tell... So right
1: like, then and there, like, take out your phone and you... Yeah. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and um, that tends to happen a lot with me, is, like, when it comes to words, when it comes to, like, poetry or even captions in, like, in Zenith, whenever I post it, whenever I post a... Like, when, when I posted a picture of... Um, the Milky Way in Joshua Tree, mm. or um, my equipment, or even when I posted about El Capitan in Yosemite—like every single one of those captions have been from the heart, like organically, at the moment. Mm. I didn't think about it before. Just as soon as I'm like, you know, what, I'm gonna post something, and I just think of that that caption at mm. the moment, and I'm always, I always, I'm always satisfied with it. I'm always really happy with what it comes out. So mm. that's something I'm for sure very grateful of. Of. Um, just my ability to put thoughts into words,
1: mm-hmm. you know, be in touch with that emotional side. Yeah. When did you think that happened for you? Cause that's hard for guys.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it happened when I moved back from the central Valley. Mm-hmm. So, Cause that's when I started writing poetry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moving back, I lived in the Central Valley for two years. When I was there, like, I was lonely. I was depressed. I was mm-hmm. literally like, that was after I got kicked out of Chico. I went to a new city, a new school, and I was alone. Like, mm-hmm. it was it was probably the darkest time in my life. And coming back home, I realized that, I realized how bad I had it. So um, I tried to understand myself better. Because something that sadly I wasn't taught like like growing up was emotional intelligence, you know, mm-hmm. seeing how I feel. So poetry, um, just writing, writing like this poem that I wrote, The Greatest Battle, definitely helped me process how I was mm-hmm. feeling, you know, better than talking to someone, mm-hmm. you know. So it, it, I guess it started like around 2017. Okay. I was 20, 21.
1: 21.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What do you mean? When it comes to, like, literature and stuff, like, you started at such a young age, but do you you remember, like, a specific time where you, like, realized that this is what you wanted to do?
1: I think probably, I don't know, probably in high school, I suppose, because you have, like, this, you idealize your life, you know, and you're like, oh, this is what's going to make me happy. I'm going to go to college, and then... I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I'm, you know, you read these books and then, you know, when you're young, you like read books and their stories and then that's what you're interested in. And then once you get a little older, you're like, oh, someone wrote this book and it like changed their life. And now everyone knows their name. You know, like I remember when I was 14, I read, she's not a good person to bring up, necessarily Sylvia Plath, because, you know, like she killed herself and everything. Like, but, you know, I remember reading The Bell Jar and being very conscious of the fact, like, at 14, thinking, oh, like, a woman wrote this, you know? And she, like, made a name for herself. And now, like, everyone knows who she is. And, like, she poured her heart out into this art. And, like, she's now left behind that.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I agree. Because I like, you
1: don't read a lot of female writers in general.
0: I, I liked how you mentioned, like, it was art. Which it is, you know? It's, yeah. It's expression.
1: Yeah, like, I... I, I can't even imagine working like a nine to five and like not being creative at all. Like I, yeah, I never wanted that for myself. Even when I was younger, like, I think that's probably why I moved to New York. I was just like, I, I can't stay here and like not do something. And I think when you're a creative person too, you probably relate to this, like you're constantly looking for more experiences because if you're not, you feel like, oh, how could I possibly, like, express myself differently? You know what I mean? Like, I need to push myself and do this. I can't stay in my life because I have nothing to show for it. I have nothing to say, you know? Like, 2020, we stayed at home the whole time. And I was, like, going crazy because I'm, I'm, like, oh, my gosh, how could I possibly sit down and write something because I have nothing to say, you know? Like, even my journaling, I
0: was, like, you're in a funk or what?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think everyone was. Not, like, yeah. a super emotional thing. But I, I think, you know, it's, it, I don't know. I think, like, there's some people that are naturally inclined to be sort of comfortable in their spaces. And that's where they get their strength from. And I think there's other people that aren't aren't like that. They have to spend, like, their whole lives searching for it or something. You know what
0: I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. Different people have different purposes. But, like, a purpose in life can be so simple as to just, like, wanting to learn or maybe wanting to teach or, mm-hmm. like, you know, just wanting to, like, see more. Yeah, everyone has different purposes in life. And it's really interesting, like, thinking about um, how you, like, how you're into literature. It's probably, it definitely is connected to, like, your enthusiasm for movies, huh?
1: yeah.
0: Because it's like storytelling. It's the same
1: thing, yeah. It's, yeah, it's the same thing. It's just a different way of... Well, it's not the same thing, but it's storytelling, I guess, yeah. But yeah. you use the same skills for it, you know.
0: Do you have a favorite uh, genre? Um.
1: Um. I guess more like drama or like a... Uh, Yeah, I guess, like, drama, like, indie movies or something like that. Like, interpersonal stories and stuff. But it's... I like everything. I mean, my happy place is, like, Harry Potter, you know? (laughs) Like, I grew up um, watching Lord of the Rings because my mom read the books to me when I was little. So I like, like, fantasy stuff, too. Like, Star Wars, science fiction. I like everything.
0: Okay. And uh, when it comes to, like, book adaptations, how do you think the Lord of the Rings did?
1: I mean, it's, I think they did well. I, I can't, I'm not an expert. I haven't read Tolkien in so long, but I I think they did well. But it's also like, those books are 600 pages. So how can you even come close to even touching the surface of that? You know what I mean? Like, Tolkien literally would write five pages of like a song he read, he like made up. You know what I mean? Like, it's... You know, he wrote entire different languages. And characters. And all these little scenes of, like, their journey, you know? So how could you possibly scratch the surface of that? But, I mean, I think they captured the essence of it. I mean, I think people love those movies.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've never read the books, but the movies are amazing. What I love about The Lord of the Rings is how it's one giant story. Mm -hmm. Like, all three movies... It is in like three stories, connecting, but it's literally just one long journey
2: mm-hmm. where
0: like the first movie, The Fellowship of the Ring, is all about like the group just being together, and then the end mm-hmm. is when they separate. Then after that, the, the following two movies just follows each group, you mm-hmm. know, where they eventually again meet come Nicole. back together. Yeah. It's the
1: best. It's the best like storyline ever. Everyone
0: so getting
1: lost and then coming back together again. Yeah. Ugh.
0: It's definitely... Um, I. um It's crazy how there's, like, two or three different endings there, but they needed that for, like, all that was going on.
1: Oh, like, when... The, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, because, like, it was the ending of, uh like, the three endings. One of them was when um the Fellowship actually, like, met up, like, mm-hmm. when Frodo woke up from the bed,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: then the other one was when Frodo and Gandalf go on the boat, and, like, they just, like, they, they drift off mm-hmm. to, uh, like, to die, and then... <laughs> Um, with, oh my god, what's Frodo's homie's name? Sam. Sam, yeah. And then it ends with Sam. Yeah, like, there was, like, three endings before it actually Because
1: it all, it all, Sam was, like, the missing piece in everything, you know? Yeah. Like, it's always the best friend, yeah.
0: Dude, best friends, homies, like, <laughs> shout out to homies, man. Like, everywhere, like, every movie that has a homie, like, the homie's always, like, a favorite, dude, if you think about it. Yeah. Right now. Like, even with Star Wars, like, Han Solo, Chewbacca, dude, Chewbacca's been, like, a ride or die with that. Oh, my one.
1: God, Chewbacca, you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, with Harry Potter, you know, like, Ron and Hermione, like...
1: Yeah, Harry Potter would dies. be nothing without
0: them. Yeah. Like,
1: Her- Hermione literally saves them every book. Like, yeah. they, they would be dead by, like, the second one without <laughs> hey, Hermione. Shout out
0: to the homies, man. <laughs> the homies, they they keep you grounded, you know? They keep you elevated at the same time. <laughs>
1: sometimes i think about my friends and like i get emotional do you ever do that yes i'll stay up at night and worry about them and i'm just like like, yeah i'm like i just want everyone to be happy and get what they want out of life you know what i mean
0: yeah and then also like just seeing them succeed Mm -hmm. i I, I for sure get emotional like Mm -hmm. seeing my homies like thriving you know Mm -hmm. um definitely something i learned thanks to my sisters is like just being affectionate you know Mm. so even with my homies like i I like giving them hugs you know i like i I like telling them that i appreciate them that i love them and um yeah i mean i definitely uh i feel like especially when it comes to like the difference between guys and girls is that men are not as emotionally in tune with themselves you know at all yeah so like just being able to practice with that practice that with men um also just creates like a closer relationship with homies Mm -hmm. you know
1: when you guys get high do you talk about your feelings
0: um it's organically you know Mm -hmm. it's never like oh like uh actually we do um at least i do but it usually tends to be if like if we need a vent or something or we need to talk you know um thankfully i like i surround myself with people who don't invalidate my feelings you know and, um, that,
1: yeah. That's like, a big part of growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Separating yourself from that.
1: Who actually gives a shit about me.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, damn. Okay, so, just quick side note to that. When it comes to uh So, like I studied communication.
2: hmm
0: There's a theory that literally describes that. It's called social ex- social exchange theory. It talks about... The economics of a relationship, mm-hmm. on how everybody um, craves rewards from relationships, from their friends. You know, rewards doesn't doesn't need to be something, like, a materialistic thing. But, like, you know, the feeling of understanding, the feeling of love, the time, the fun time you have spent, like, that you spend with them, you mm-hmm. know. Those are all rewards. And um, usually people tend to, like, <laughs> like, at least they should... Um, relationships that have more rewards than um, okay the outcome equals the benefit minus the the cost mm-hmm. so like the cost of relationship the cost of relationship talks about the time that you need to put in into to, like into maintaining the relationship mm-hmm. you know um they could mean a whole different things and me kind of understanding this social relation like social exchange theory kind of made me understand that like there's also when it comes to relationships, there's two aspects to look at its stability and its satisfaction mm-hmm. so like stable a stable relationship means that you would rather hang out with this person than someone else
2: okay
0: and satisfying means that whenever you hang out with this person like um it's on your expectations on what com- like what are your expectations to hang out with this person Mm -hmm. so like with your best friend you probably always expect like oh it's gonna be chill you know like i'm always she she knows me she Mm -hmm. understands me you know we're always gonna have fun compared to if you're like me if you're like with uh for instance like me and you Mm -hmm. we're not as close you know so our definitely our expectations are not there Mm -hmm. our it could, I, our, our our relationship could be satisfying, but when it comes to stability, our relationship, me me and yours, isn't as stable just because mm-hmm. you have other preferences of okay. other people to see, and same here, mm-hmm. vice versa. Um, yeah, it's, it's just being able to, un, it's just a, like, that kind of made me understand that there's, like, toxic relationships, because mm-hmm. relationships could be satisfying, but they could be unstable. Mm-hmm. They could be unsatisfying, but they could be stable. Mm-hmm. And then they could be, like, both, unsatisfying and unstable, like... Yeah. but like the tricky thing is like not not knowing whether or not like people are either so caught up with the stability of relationship that they don't know if they're satisfying or vice versa they're so caught up with how satisfying they are with the relationship they don't know if it's stable
1: yeah some people really live off of the highs and lows you know it's the same thing with romantic relationships you know like couples that fight all the time some people they don't know how to function like in a comfortable space, you know? They they ride those lows and they ride those highs, and they don't know any different. Yeah. I feel like with friendships I've really learned the last couple years is you, you know, you emotionally get to know people, you know, like, their past, you know what they've gone through, you know how they act, and, like, you really have to act accordingly, you know? Like, every friendship's different because every person... Need something different from you. Yeah. You know, like you, you can't, you can't expect certain things from certain people and that's okay, you know, and you can't, you can't give certain people certain things, you know, like it's, it's like love languages, yeah. you know, like you have certain friends that they need something more from you because they're this type of way, because they've gone through this type of thing. And being an adult and having adult relationships is like understanding that and putting the effort to do that because you love that person and you care about them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally, yeah. I really, like, understood that the last couple years because I've, like, you know, you get older and you're like, oh, my God, like, I'm an adult and I have all these, like, beautiful relationships with people, you know, and I want to know them for the rest of my life or whatever. And you really have to put in the work to, like, be a better person for people you know what i mean like your life really isn't your own
0: yeah and like something that a lot of people don't really understand about relationships is uh it could always constantly be improved Mm -hmm. but it, it just takes mindfulness for that you know like a lot of people especially like older couples you know like families they tend to fall under this trap where they get so caught up with their life, on, like, trying to pay bills and just trying to, like, you know, like, worry about, like, kids and, like, just outside sources that they just don't put time into themselves mm-hmm. and their relationships. Mm-hmm. And that definitely takes a toll on their relationship itself, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, yeah, relationships are super hard.
1: Do you believe, okay, here's the question people always say Do you think you are going to end up like your parents? You know how people say that, like, oh, you're always going to end up like your parents? Do you believe that?
0: Yes, to an extent. So, your parents obviously raise you, Mm -hmm. which means that a lot of, like, your flaws, a lot of your, like, strengths and weaknesses come from them, you know, which also might include traumas. Mm -hmm. So, it's not your fault why you were raised by them, you know, because, like, they made you. But Mm -hmm. it is your responsibility to, like, learn, you know, and if there is a toxic cycle, it's your responsibility to break that cycle. Mm -hmm. You know, like, for instance, like, If you grow up in a verbally abusive household, you know, Mm -hmm. most likely you're going to come up to be verbally abusive as well. But if you don't understand and if you don't know that, then you're not going to change it. But if you become aware of, like, wait, why am I always attacking the person? Why am I always criticizing them? You know, like, why am I always attacking their character rather than the situation that's going on? Because that's definitely a toxic trait, like, people who attack someone's character rather than, like, the situation, you know? So,
1: Everything's personal.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? Um, they're not, like, it's their responsibility to break that cycle, which is not easy because, you know, it's something that, like, you were, like, raised by. Mm-hmm. So, um, does that answer your question, kind of?
1: Like, kind of, yeah. yeah I like, mean, it's, like, you don't know until you know. Yeah. And then you're, like, 30, and you're, like, oh, my God, I'm my mom. I'm my boy. Mom. Yeah. But well, I don't know, I mean I don't know, it's hard because I I don't know, like it's um like people always say like with romantic relationships, like you end up what you've seen and stuff. And it's hard because like I've dated people who say like didn't grow up with like a parent, you know, like guys that didn't grow up with your dad, their dads, and you're just kind of like, Oh, how could you like, how, how are you going to, like, overcome this? You know what I mean? Because it me- it messes with people.
0: Oh, 100%, you, 100%. You know? Yes.
1: And it's like, how do you heal from this? And, like, it's... It, I don't know. Like, build a life that you didn't necessarily see. You know? And therefore, you couldn't ever idealize. You know? It's like people who um, had bad rel- relationships with their parents. And then they're like, I'm never going to get married. I can never get married because love doesn't exist and everyone cheats on one another and everyone's unhappy and marriages don't last. And if they do last, it's fake. Like, like, how do you break that?
0: I, um, yeah, no, I totally agree. I uh, know. I mean, I understand what you're saying because it's not like same thing happened to me where when I was younger in high school, I was very much like craving relationships you know mm-hmm. i wanted a girlfriend like
1: really and, yeah
0: i mean like i had a crush on someone in high school and mm-hmm. i and i chased them for like two years dude two
1: years yeah
0: and oh my um, gosh they always just had me there like it was never something that like whatever um just like looking back at it i just i should have stopped earlier you know they were
1: your friend or just like a random no, person no like a
0: person i liked in high oh, school. Okay. yeah I, i'm not gonna say <laughs> her name but i had a crush on them <laughs> and it didn't work out and um it, it definitely, like, made me, like, worse of a person.
1: Really? Yeah. Like, like, the heartbreak made you worse um, of a person? The whole
0: process. Like, oh, my God. Like, me being <laughs> me being around for two years waiting for them, like, made me, like, it like, made me, like... It's,
1: like, she emotionally destroyed you. Yeah. Is that what you yes. mean? Yes. You crumbled and in it, those two years.
0: After that, it got to the point where I didn't want to be in a relationship. Like, I craved a relationship, but... At the same time, I was, like, I've always, even now, I'm I'm kind of, not kind of, but I'm extremely terrified of, like, just being vulnerable in front of a person Mm -hmm. again, like, emotionally, because I don't want to feel that again. But, um, it's so interesting because, uh, because, like, that's a, that's a very strong reason why I have not been in a long-term committed relationship my entire life.
1: The thing in high school?
0: Um, that, and then, like, just following after with, um because i always blame like oh like it's i have bad luck mm-hmm. you know I, I i i would say like i have bad luck when it comes to everyone married. says yeah, that but then the, the bad luck comes <laughs> with me picking them you know <laughs> obviously your
1: conscious choices <laughs> yes
0: so i got, it, um i became like within i i dated someone back in 2017 we only dated for like 3 months
1: mm-hmm. and then college yeah okay
0: and then um, long story short, short. Uh, they were still talking to, like, their ex. Oh, no. And it was just, like, a, it was just a trust issue that yeah. was automatically, like, a foundation that was going to be a problem. So, like... So, you ended it. I ended it. So,
1: you know you have boundaries. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, so you're improving. Oh, yeah,
0: totally improving. But, like, at what cost, you (laughs) know?
1: what do you mean? Okay,
0: so, like, it's... So, I got so... um After that, I'm like, you know what? I need to start focusing on myself. I need to learn to love myself before I can give someone. And now, like, I'm 24 years old. I've been single almost my whole... Pretty much my whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, I realized, like, I, I got to the point right now where... I genuinely love myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm confident in myself. And it's gotten to the point where I don't feel like I need a relationship, Mm -hmm. you know, which is now like, oh, my God, like, now it's the opposite where I'm thinking, like, do I even need a relationship? Should I even be in one, you know, just because I've gotten so comfortable with myself Mm -hmm. and so focused on myself. Mm -hmm. Like, it kind of did a really like a 180 turn based off of what happened in high school. Mm
1: I was just thinking about this the other day because I'm similar to you. I'm super independent. I'm, like, never really date. I go in and and out of phases of dating. Yeah. And I feel like so many, not so many because it's not like I've dated that much, but um, I feel like I look back at relationships that I've had in the past and I realize that, like, they were kind of manifestations of whatever I was going through at that time that I didn't really need. And it's so, it's like when you build relationships off of what you think you need at that time, you look back and you're like, oh, that wasn't me, or I didn't need that, or whatever. Obviously, you like learn or whatever. But when I'm now that I'm older and I'm getting more and more comfortable with myself, I have the same thing as you. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so independent, and I've gotten. You know, I've um, built myself up now to be the person that I wanted to be years ago that I'm like, oh, how do I how do I possibly fit in someone into this now? You know, like now that I've grown as a person, what do I need from someone? Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's but still it's like. It's, like, physical intimacy, love, like, all that bullshit, you know, like, that we all need because we're human beings. Yeah. But it's hard when you get older and you're, like, oh, I have to think about marriage and moving and jobs and, like, all these things that you have to fit someone into, you know? Even when you have your shit together,
0: it's, now like... you need to worry about them.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard,
0: yeah, no, I totally agree. I, it's some. Um, I was actually having this conversation with uh, in my family communication class last semester. We were talking about love, and someone said, "Someone described it like I mean, like this is probably my, one of my favorite descriptions because it made so much sense." Oh my love, gosh, I'm not ready. Love means that you are going to be inconvenienced by this person.
1: Oh, my God. That's a
0: horrible way to put it. It's true, though. That's not romantic. Oh, my God. Well, like, it's not. Yeah, we weren't really talking about the (laughs) romantic. part. We're we're talking about the the difficulty of relationships. And, Mm -hmm. like, we're talking about how love means that you are so, like, invested into this person that they are going to inconvenience you. You know? Because Mm -hmm. they are someone that you need to take into consideration with everything.
1: Yeah, they're going to pull your life apart
0: yeah they're gonna ruin your life no i'm no. just like, saying like, they're not gonna ruin your life
1: don't believe them they're all gonna cheat on you love is fake, love is fake. no
0: i believe in love i like
1: that... you for sure believe in love Caesar. you're yeah. a lover i like when i started working with you i was like this dude's a lover
0: Dude, i'm not a fighter i know that for sure i'm not a fighter so therefore i'm a lover <laughs> Yeah, I know dude. I that, I think that's definitely connected to like the my hippie mentality as well. Oh, like, for oh, sure. Yeah, love nature, you know, <laughs> like it's all it's all connected. Everything's
1: man. great. We're all connected. Mushrooms, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, totally. And when it comes to um love and Actually no. Let's go to another Let's go to another conversation right now. So Let's go back to, um, like, just, like, like um, stories and, like, films and movies and stuff. So, like, yes, um, like, like you said, you're a big fan of, like, fantasy and also, like, fiction as well. When it comes to those stories, I assume your favorite one is Harry Potter, right? Uh, it
1: have, yeah, like, are we talking about, like... Like, like, favorite like, movie of all time, or? Um,
0: well, like, just stories, like, like, a movie. Oh,
1: yeah. I would say Harry Potter, just because I, it's, I, that was, like, a childhood thing, and so there's, like, a specific type of nostalgia that, like, I will never get with anything else, you know what I mean?
2: I feel that.
1: <laughs> it's, like, a comfort that I can never create from something, ever, you know?
0: Damn, yeah. I remember watching all the movies in theaters. Like, yeah, like, all, all the Harry Potter movies in theaters. And before Endgame, Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows Part Two was probably my favorite, like, ever, like, theater, like, experience.
1: Oh, really? Just with yeah. the yelling? It was
0: yelling. wild. Everyone was oh, yelling. It, it. it was fucking crazy. And that was it. back when it was midnight premieres.
1: Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Oh, I
0: miss it. I assume you were an avid moviegoer? Yes. Yeah, oh,
1: my God, yes. I'm...
0: Do you have any, f- you have any favorite, like, or, like, any, like, if you have a top three favorite experiences you've had in theaters with any, like, with any movies?
1: Oh, my gosh. The first, literally the first thing that came to my head when you said that um, was, have you seen Hereditary? Yes. Okay. Hereditary. I cannot see <laughs> your face. I love that movie. Okay. I, the, I guess spoilers don't really matter, but
0: it's. Yeah, spoiler alert.
1: Yeah, spoiler alert. The part where she gets decapitated, right? Oh, my God. I've never experienced something like that in a movie theater. That scene, like, it happened and there was dead silence for, like, 30 seconds. No one said anything. Like, it was crazy. Like, and then you could hear some people sort of gasp or, like, nervous laugh. But that, like, deafening sound of, like, silence because everyone was so shocked You know, because, like, how could you ever, how could you ever fathom, like, that was going to happen? No. Like, it was insane. I
0: was, yeah, I was super, like, what the, like, yeah. Like, yeah.
1: Especially because, I don't know, maybe people spoke about it, like, when it came out and stuff, but, like, as someone who, like, watched it right when it came out in theaters, you had no, you had no idea what you were watching, like, to begin with, where that storyline was going. And you certainly had no idea that girl's head was about to fall off. It was insane. I've never experienced, like, a movie like that before in the reaction from the audience. Oh,
0: my God. That's so I, funny.
1: Yeah. I know like, that's not, a like, a fun movie. one. I know. Yeah. That was a horror movie. Oh I know, I know that's, like, the most messed up movie to bring up, but that's the first thing that came to my head. Like, okay. I couldn't believe that. I fell asleep. Oh, I'm so sorry to Marvel fans, but I fell asleep during Endgame. Yeah. I think... I don't remember what's her face dying. Scarlett?
0: Um, no, it's. Johansson?
1: Scarlett Johansson. Oh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is there I, two scenes? Scarlett. I say it, no. Scarlett. Um, Black Widow. Yeah, but I woke up to screaming. It was like at really? midnight. Yeah, because
0: the scene where they
1: all come out, right?
0: Oh, the portal scene.
1: You were asleep this whole time? I was asleep for some of it, dude. I was so tired, and I don't—I couldn't even begin to ma- fathom Marvel, the universe. I haven't dived in yet, but I woke up to screaming that scene. They were crazy. I love that though. I love seeing people dressed up. I love people seeing people scream and with their friends, and everyone's talking, and everyone's like, "No spoilers," you know, like because yeah. everyone's on their phones and stuff, and people have already tweeted it. That stuff's so much fun.
0: Do the portal scene like? I know it was, was fucking
1: insane, insane. <laughs> and
0: like, yeah, I was totally... I was just, I was speechless the whole time. Like, I wanted to cry. I'm. like did little cry? Huh? You didn't cry? Well, for the portal scene, no. But for the Iron Man scene, yes. Oh. So when Iron Man died, yes, I cried. Um, the portal scene, no. <laughs> oh my god! So um, it, when I saw Infinity War. So, me and my sisters, uh, me and my sisters are both avid moviegoers. Mm-hmm. We have the AMCA list, all three of us. Bomb. So, we go to, the, we would go to the movies a lot. But um, with COVID, we stopped. And with the Infinity War premiere, I, I went the day before they did because my sister couldn't go. Mm-hmm. So, I went with a few friends. And um, Infinity War was when everyone got snapped so
1: oh yeah, yeah, yeah
0: i remember like that like i remember like, just like that scene where everyone's just going like everyone's just vanishing everyone's just gasping and i hear like crying and sniffles <laughs> at the end and i was so like mind blown and just speechless of what the hell just happened and i get home i was speechless i'm like i don't know what to say like my, my sisters didn't want me to spoil them they're alive they're away they're just chilling and they're and i just went to a room and I'm just there like staring blankly.
1: Oh, you were you were in mourning. Yeah. Oh my god. And, and they're
0: like, Are you okay? I'm like, No. No, I'm not. <laughs> no. And they're like, don't tell me anything. Okay. And my sisters told me, and like they cried so much, like the next day when they saw it. They're crying so much, and they got so upset that they, I didn't tell them. But I'm like, what the hell? Like,
1: Why would they want you to tell them? No, I mean,
0: oh. it's just them being like upset. <laughs> oh,
1: like. they were like, you emotionally, yeah. like, prepare them. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, here's a random movie. Have you seen The Fault in Our Stars? No. You've never seen The Fault in Our Stars? No. The ca- the little... I,
0: I know exactly what oh it's Oh, my God. Though. I do know what it's I
1: about. I never experienced that kind of movie sobbing. Really? Like, teenage girl movie... Sobbing is like different, dude. Oh my god. Like I I remember hearing like weeping. I've never heard weeping in a movie theater like that. I wish you've seen it. Um, so you could have experienced like that movie when it came out. That was like Tumblr days, you know, oh like everyone was reading like John Green, like Teen Romance, and when that came out, that was such a moment. Like that was after Twilight Days. But yeah. it was insane. Do you did you watch Twilight?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh my god! Did you go to the midnight premieres?
0: Yeah. Oh, on? I, I, I only went for the last one, Breaking Dawn Part Two.
1: How was it? Do you remember?
0: Um, I mean, like, dude, like that movie. Was, People's like, heads
1: it, came off in that movie too. Yeah.
0: Like it was. Everyone was so into it. Then once, like, we all found out it was a vision. The entire fucking theater, like, went, been, like they went, like they're just all like, what
1: the
2: hell?
0: Like, oh what? my god. And, like, everyone was, like, not upset, but, like, they're, like, they're really surprised. I mean, also, like, dude, what the hell? Like, how are you going to just do a whole vision? Like, what a pop-out.
1: I was literally about to say that. I'm not, I'm not for those. Unless it really is going to, like, drive the plot, I'm, like, it's just, like, movie shocking. Just watch
0: them try to return it back in, like, ten years and try to be, like, oh, my God, the Valkyrie's back and shit, you know? (laughs)
1: Oh, you know Twilight. <laughs> I don't even know their names like that. I don't know the bad guys' names I, like I
0: that. I think I'm pretty sure it's the Valkyrie. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it is.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Don't, <laughs> don't act no, no, like you don't know. What is it? The Valkyri or the Valturi. Oh, because you
1: want I was just trying to say with the exit, Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's so nostalgic. All that
0: stuff. I know. Do you think theaters are gonna be nostalgic eventually, or you think it's gonna come back into society once Covid's over?
1: What do you mean by nostalgic? Like, um...
0: Like, like, drive-ins. You know how drive-ins used to be a thing? Oh, that sort of thing. it's Like, nostalgic? it's, like, a,
1: it's, yeah.
0: Yeah, like, do you, no. think, do you think theaters are always gonna, like, are gonna, is gonna make, they're making a comeback once, like, COVID shows?
1: Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, I think people will always go to watch movies. Like, I think, obviously, we're going into, like, streaming, and there are lazy people that are like, I'm just gonna wait for it to be on home, you know? But I think there will always be... I think there will always be a subgroup of the population that love going to the movies. Yeah, like I mean,
0: it's definitely like it's a different experience, you know? Yeah. Cuz like you're with a group of people watching all everything hopefully mm-hmm. you know most like most of the time for the first time, you know, in yeah. a big ass screen, amazing visuals, the sound effects are great, you know.
1: Yeah, cuz think about it like fandoms will always exist. Yeah. There are old, fandoms will always exist. And filmmakers will always exist. So there's always gonna be people who who love that. Yeah. You know, love filmmaking and appreciate it. And obviously it's gonna like change over time, but no, I think movie theaters will always be around. They might change, like they might get nicer, you maybe
0: Which is great. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, I don't, mean, know, like how, I don't know how I don't know how they would change.
1: Means... Yeah, besides like yeah. the screening process. I don't know how else they change. I mean you can like go to ones where you can lay down and eat and stuff.
0: Yeah, have you ever been to those? hmm uh, They're expensive, but they're fucking yeah, busy. I, I went...
1: It. The last time I went to one, I went with some friends, and we took edibles and watched it.
0: Oh, my... Like, the wait, second chapter one?
1: Chapter two? Chapter two. Oh, shit. Dude, I was laughing my ass off. It's so different when you're not scared, you know? And, oh, he, yeah. Oh, my God.
0: I, um... I... <laughs> my, um... I recently... Not recently, but my, um, do you remember the movie A Quiet Place? Yes. So me and my best friend went to go watch that movie, Mm -hmm. and before we went inside, we each chugged an M.D.,
1: an MD? An MD, how old are you? Why would you drink that,
0: dude? I mean, I never drank those. Oh my! So God. we drank. So like that, my, literally my first time ever drinking those was that one time I wanted you to drink, drink a full once. one. A full one. I didn't know how strong oh, it was. Oh, you were in for a treat, dude. So like we chugged it fifteen minutes. In fifteen minutes before the movie started, then we go on movies. We're chilling because like you know we just already chugged it. so we're like we don't really feel a little. We feel a little buzz, and we sit down. By the end of the movie, I look over to my friend. And I'm like, we're both like just super fucking drunk, and had like it was fucking, it was hilarious. And when we we were drunk by the time the movie ended, so we that couldn't movie go is home.
1: such an emotional like roller coaster too. Oh my god! Yeah. So
0: we had, we ended up sneaking into Ready Player One and just watching that one. until Oh, we I hated up.
1: that movie. Really? Because I, I read the book. I hated the book too. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on that book. Yeah. Ugh.
0: But uh, when, it, when it comes to uh, theaters, like, yeah, I definitely agree that I, I, I definitely, um I could see how theaters are always going to be here because there's some movies that you just have to watch alive, You know, mm. you have to watch in the theaters. Like, for me, one of those movies was a uh, Mad Max Fury Road.
1: Yes.
0: That movie mm-hmm. was gorgeous. Like, watching in mm-hmm. the theaters. It was, it was amazing. Like, that, that's also for sure probably one of my favorite movies of all time.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah. It's a great movie. It blows my mind because that's an action movie. It's literally just a a giant chase. A Mm -hmm. giant car chase. Like, it's a two-hour long car chase. An action movie that got nominated for Best Picture. Mm, And Best Director. And Best Mm -hmm. Cinematography. Like, they won a handful of Oscars. Mm -hmm. It was mind-blowing. Like, just understanding that and appreciating that made me love that movie even more. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a fucking masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Whoever has not seen Mad Max Fury Road, give it a chance. <laughs>
1: Have you seen the originals? I've never seen the
0: originals. I've um, I've only seen snippets. Never from mm-hmm. like the full, like start and beginning, like from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. I've never seen the full movies, but I don't need to. Because <laughs> <of the, laughs> Mad Max Fury Road is, dude. I mean, also they're saying like, because um, I I I like seeing a lot of reviews and video essays mm-hmm. on like people talking like about the YouTube ones. Things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, a lot of these people say how, like, this is the best one. So, if this is the best one, I'm like, you know what? It doesn't
1: even matter. Yeah, Yeah. because it's a totally different, like, the first one was, what, in the 70s or something? Yeah. Production's going to be so different, yeah. Uh, Did you know they're making a prequel?
0: Really? They're and
1: Charlize to, isn't going to be in it, and apparently she wasn't
0: told. They are supposed to do a trilogy with the Mad Max Fury Road, George Miller, the director. Mm-hmm. But, dude, this guy's already, like, 90 years old. <laughs> like, he is. George yeah.
1: Miller's 90 years old. Oh, he's
0: super old. They're going
1: to haul his ass up, like, those sand dunes and shit.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know, no. Like, You're so,
1: all scared. Yes. I'm like, goddamn.
0: He's amazing, though. Like, that was a that was a beautiful movie. I, I had it.
1: no idea he was 90 years old. Dude,
0: he's super Maybe old. Maybe
1: I've never seen what he looks like now that I think about it. Oh yeah, I have no idea what he looks like. 90 years old. Oh my god.
0: Yeah. But yeah, like yeah, when it comes to like the movie theaters, it's it's definitely amazing. I definitely do love it. And besides movies though, movies though, you also are a big fan of shows, huh? Mhm. Yeah. Do you have any favorite shows?
1: Um, it's so hard to say because you watch like so much now. Like you're constantly like watching new things. Like I I like a lot of like drama stuff, but I also watch like reality
0: television. Like
1: like religiously. I mean, sometimes
0: you gotta turn off your brain, you know, and just But fucking. it's
1: so good. Like reality television is so like you have to find the right stuff, but it's so good. Like it's such a good look at like human beings, you know what I mean? Like the worst of us, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, um, there's, like, certain shows that I've watched years ago and that have ended, like, like, True Detective or Breaking Bad, you know? Have you seen those?
0: Dude, Breaking Bad was a great show. I remember, I forgot one, I forgot which episode, but I remember, like, there was, like, two episodes where, when they were aired live, mm-hmm. AMC, the studio, got, like, countless calls after because people... Which episode? Um, I forgot. I think one of the episodes was when um like complaints no oh, oh like there, like there were people calling <laughs> because they were so upset because they legit got like anxiety attacks
1: oh for real yeah oh my I, god I, I, think, I didn't know that i
0: think one of the episodes was when those two twin narcos were hunting down hank
2: mm-hmm. and
0: um and um heisenberg mm-hmm. i think that was one of the episodes but Anyways, like I, yeah, I do like I do know that like the the studio got a bunch of calls in That's one of the episodes so because people funny. were so upset. Like some like someone had to get hospitalized or something.
1: No like freaking way! Because they're getting anxiety like, Someone getting
0: like they're just like, dude, those episodes were fucking oh my god, nerve wracking. You, know? you know what
1: that rhyme was? Did you watch Game of Thrones? Yes. Like everyone freaking out the last season. Did you see they did like um. At change dot org like, yes. re, like redo the the eighth season or whatever, I'm just like you do realize they invest like millions of dollars into this, like you, like they're done, you yeah, know done. <laughs> like what are you thinking saying to change it yeah,
0: Game of Thrones if, despite that last season, it's still probably one of the best shows I've ever seen.
1: Season seven Game of Thrones, I still watch sometimes Season seven Game of Thrones is insane. every episode is so good, like oh my God. I I wish I could go back to Game of Thrones. Like, Game of Thrones Sunday was the best. It hit different. Every, it hit different. Yes, yes, it hit different. And, like, seeing everyone live-tweeting it, because everything would trend, right? Immediately yeah. after anything happened at Game of Thrones, it would trend on Twitter. Yep. Oh, my gosh, take me back to Sunday, Game of Thrones. That was so different. I'm, like, waiting for the next show like that to the exist. Like, the big show?
0: mm mm-hmm. um, Damn, yeah. I mean... I, I think the closest once was One Division. like just yeah,
1: because that came out in episodes, right? Yeah. So that makes sense because you can't binge watch it. That that anticipation makes sense why it was like that. Yeah. Twitter Have you is, seen it? No, because I I'm I want to watch it because I want to be in the conversation. But I I've seen snippets of Marvel stuff, so I feel like I'm not gonna get it.
0: It's um. I mean.
1: Because people okay. Marvel fans have said it's confusing. It is. So, I'm like, I like it would be worse but, for me.
0: Well, not really, because it's confusing, but they do, like... They do... Um, it's confusing for everyone, mm-hmm. like, in the beginning, because they do, they do not explain it until the end.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the end isn't even, like, a super strong explanation, but it does explain. So, I do recommend watching it.
1: Is it, like, a one-season thing?
0: Um. So is it like
1: a buffer between films yeah so oh, okay. this
0: one division is 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 uh the first season that's why it's not confirmed for a second season yet mm-hmm. because the first season was just meant to lead into the doctor strange movie okay. because uh the doctor strange sequel is is in the madness of the multiverse mhm and Wanda, Wanda's in the movie mm mm-hmm. mhm so, like, the movie's all about, like, Doctor Strange probably, like, they're just going through the multiverse and trying to, like, fix what the hell's going on. They're trying to, like, figure out what's going on.
1: Oh, okay, so WandaVision... Oh, because Vision died,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, he's he's been dead Um, in he's WandaVision. De- in In WandaVision, like, she brings him back, and it it's explained.
1: So it's, like, this, like, this realm that exists, like, elsewhere from
0: yeah, what's well, going well, like, on. she creates, like... I mean, I don't want to spoil it. But either way, like, they do explain it. Um, WandaVision is actually, like, Wanda, Wanda itself, like, she's a Scarlet Witch. She's the strongest Avenger in the entire universe. Is she really? She's stronger than Doctor Strange. She's stronger than Thor, Hope, anyone.
1: Oh.
0: I yeah. Didn't know that. Wanda is the strongest and the baddest motherfucker, <laughs> like, in the fucking Marvel Universe. And it sucks because they never really fully gave her, like, they never justified that. Until the show. This show, like explains and it it opens the door to like her strength mm-hmm. and at the end of the show she just becomes like she just embraces who she is and she understands herself better mm-hmm. which therefore makes me more excited for her in the future of the mcu because she's just a ba- like she's a bad now like mm-hmm. you know
1: and right, so they're gonna keep going huh they're gonna keep making movies yeah,
0: yeah. like they're in the, they're in but phase robert four robert downey
1: now. robert downey jr is like done right
0: he's dead He's dead for good. He's dead for good.
1: Who else is done? Chris Evans.
0: Um, Captain America, Black Widow. Is
1: Hulk dead?
0: No. He is
1: I smart love Mark Hulk. Ruffalo. He's what? Regular he's,
0: regular, regular uh, Hulk. Oh no, it's a smart Hulk. So like he's like um Smart Hulk. He is Bruce Banner in Hulk's body. So like he somehow merged them together so that
1: he He's the Hulk that wears glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So like wow. that, he just found like a balance between both of them. There, dude, it was it was crazy because before that moment, Hulk and Bruce Banner were always two different people, two different de- beings, mm-hmm. you know, with different personalities.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So like, it was it makes sense why he wanted to like fix that because like in Infinity War, it also explored why he. Like, in Infinity War, you know how, like, he was in a Hulkbuster school because Hulk didn't want to go out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hulk was tired of his shit. He's like, dude, you only sent me out to, like, beat the shit out of things mm-hmm. and, like, have me go back in. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like, it's just really cool how, like, Marvel just explores really little, like, details like that,
1: mm-hmm. you know? Is that, like, one guy writing
0: that? Or... In uh, Marvel? or mm-hmm. Well, Kevin Feige is the producer, is the executive producer of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, like... Kevin Feige, um, I'm pretty sure... I'm not sure if you know him. He's, he's like, the white guy. No? I don't know. He's he's in charge of Marvel. Like, he's mm-hmm. been there since the first Iron Man. He has, like... The, he's the one who has, like, the, the story plan. Mm-hmm. So he knew about Infinity War back when, like, Captain America... The first Captain America came out, the first Iron Man came out and stuff. Like, he had that vision mm-hmm. of Infinity War, of Endgame, of the Avengers.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And we're at the point now <laughs> where, like... He's he he has a vision like like he had, like he's the one who's like leading the Marvel Cinematic Universe to where it's going, mm-hmm. and his vision is like he's like six years ahead already.
1: Oh my god! Yeah. Really? So he's sort of like the creative front line of everything that's yeah. happening. Yeah. Oh my God, he's probably a billionaire,
0: huh? Oh, dude, he's he's chilling. He's set for life. He's probably super stressed, but at the same time, he loves yeah. what he's doing. You know, because
1: mm-hmm. he's constantly he's constantly working.
0: Constantly, like yeah. he's 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 a producer for every single Marvel movie. That's like twenty three movies so far, and for the show WandaVision and for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, this guy's in charge of everything.
1: That's insane to think about. Yeah, anything that's in production, like he, it's immediately into like pre-production the yeah. next like he's constantly jumping yeah oh my god i i don't i can't imagine like they're gonna add new characters right yeah they're I, I mean how could those actors possibly play these roles for like ten years you know like your life just like
0: Well, they sign a contract
1: yeah exactly yeah, oh my gosh
0: like um that's what they're doing with this new phase that they're just bringing in a whole new like like squad they're they Marvel recently bought X Men, so X Men is gonna come into the Marvel universe. Oh, really? Yeah, they're making. Oh,
1: sold to Sony, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah I remember that.
0: They're making a Shang Chi, which is um, is bringing in like Asian culture okay. into the MCU.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They're bringing in something called the Eternals, which are like demigods.
2: Okay. You know,
0: um, that's where Angelina Jolie is in and Samhain. They're they're in Eternals. Like the Eternals, that the. the the cast is fucking amazing. Like, it is so good.
1: I Angelina, Angelina
0: Jolie, Jolie is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I
1: love Salma. Dude, she's yeah. bomb. Dude, she's
0: so bad. Bomb. Oh my God. <laughs>
1: Every time she posts on Instagram, I'm like, thank God. Thank, thank God you. it came thank to Instagram.
0: <laughs> but, yeah. Um, and then they're also bringing in the Fantastic Four.
1: Oh, my God. They're, they're bringing in Blade. Okay, yeah. You know? That's like old school Blade from like the 80s
0: or 90s. Yeah, well, like, they're bringing in with the new uh, character with the mm-hmm. new actor, Muhammad um Muhammad Hirshal, I think that's his name. Marshally? Oh, yeah,
1: Marshally.
0: Oh, Marshally. I didn't
1: know that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's a new Blade.
1: He's great.
0: Yeah. So like they're bringing in so many characters. They're and
1: booked and busy. Yeah. Like oh my the, God. this is barely the
0: fourth phase. This guy probably has he's already like He's already trying to think of, like, what's going on in Phase 7 at this moment, at this point. Oh, my you God. You know, like, yeah.
1: I okay. wonder if he sleeps much.
0: I don't know. I mean, he just stays up bed dead. and types. Yeah, he is <laughs> for the dead, I guess, for him.
1: Oh, my God. What a legend. I don't even know who he was.
0: Yeah, like, he's definitely, um, he's the reason why Marvel's amazing. Like, mm-hmm. like that's what um, the new Star Wars sequels... Mm-hmm. Like, The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. The Rise of Skywalker, that's what they fucked up with. They had no roadmap.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, they literally gave, um, like, creative freedom. So, mm-hmm. that so like, when Ryan Johnson, who was a director for The Last Jedi, which was the second movie, when he was writing it, they gave him freedom. Like, he didn't really have an idea of what was going to happen in the third film.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: You know, and... It led to, like, a mess. Like, the whole trilogy is a mess, you know, because they didn't have any one person in charge. Mm -hmm. Same thing with DC. You know, DC, there there wasn't really one person in charge.
1: Yeah, every movie is is different. Yeah. Like, you might as well not call it a universe at all. Yeah, exactly. Everyone has a different creative vision.
0: Different tones, different everything, you know? Like, there's not really, like, a specific format or formula, but Marvel has always had that. Mm -hmm. The reason why Marvel has had that is because of Kevin Feige. Mm Mm-hmm. And shout out Kevin Feige, man. He, he made this, like, he he created the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
1: I'm excited for X-Men. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I like the X-Men, they're sick.
0: And then, like, did you hear about the Spider-Man movie?
1: No, it's what Spider-Man movie?
0: Um, the third Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's also going to be connected to, like, so, this next phase is going to transition into, like, the multiverse.
2: hmm
0: Like, that's where they're going for Marvel. They're going to like alternate realities, alternate like universes, and in Spider-Man Three, I mean, it's I'm not I'm not gonna like, it's pretty much eventually like it's it, what's 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 rumored to happen is that like the other two Spider-Mans are gonna come back, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, like not maybe not for a whole movie, maybe just a cameo, but like
1: I thought they denied that. No, I guess they can lie to the public, huh? they yeah, like,
0: can do whatever they, they want. can lie, dude. Do, do <laughs> You know, but like apparently like Spider Man is gonna be involved with the multiverse. So like who knows Tom Holland's like
1: the only good Spider Man though. Yeah. I thought he was not that my opinion matters at all to Marvel Things, but I remember watching it and being like, Oh, this feels like Spider Man. Yeah you know, this is an an actual kid. Yeah, he's an actual kid playing a kid with other kids. And, Like they're actually having fun, you know. Like it was like a team movie and in like a superhero, like it was exactly what felt like comic books, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, it was I great, agree.
0: yeah. And it's because of Kevin Feige, <laughs> like it's it, just, <laughs> it all
1: comes back to Kevin,
0: it literally all does. Shout out Kevin Feige, honestly, but yeah, he, um. Yeah, so apparently, like, this next phase for Marvel is going to be about the multiverse. Mm-hmm. So, it's going to get fucking crazy, and it's going to get super confusing. So, if you want to watch it, I recommend watching a few movies, or maybe a YouTube video is going to catch up, because, like, it's going to go crazy from now on. <laughs> like, WandaVision was only, like, a sneak peek of what the hell is going to go.
1: Oh, my God. It, it So... That's interesting. See, okay, so twenty years from now, they're still gonna make making movies, right?
0: I'm pretty sure. If if it's making money, oh, that's gonna so be sweet. Movies.
1: Then you could take your kids to watch it, and you know, you just keep going and yeah, going and just going, keep going until and... Kevin's dead, I guess.
0: Oh, dude, he's never gonna die. <laughs> no, he, he he's eternal forever.
1: Oh my god. Yeah.
0: No, I'm just playing, but. um but yeah, like definitely. Also, like those movies are like meant to watch in a big in a big screen. Mm-hmm. You know, action movies in general, I think, are meant to watch in a big screen.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, any movie, really. Like it's you know, like any any movie.
0: Hereditary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, getting head chops off. It, it's different in a big screen.
1: Yeah, like any movie, even you know, like it, even non-action movies. Like there's something different about watching them on screen. You know, like it's just. Yeah, I don't know. As someone who doesn't watch, like, a lot of action movies, I think any, like, movie, it's different on screen, you know? They film it on screen. Like, filmmakers, when they're capturing something, they're imagining what it would look like on a big screen, you know what I mean? That is true. Every, there's, like, purposes for anything, you know?
0: Yeah, like all Christopher Nolan films.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's different. <laughs> that's a different experience entirely. I didn't even watch the new one.
0: Tenet? But
1: I, I, I don't want to watch... Yeah, like, that's a movie that was meant to be watched on screen. And I
0: wish I did. But, I mean, also at the same time with COVID, I'm not going to go to the theaters, like, to watch it. Really? Yeah. I mean... Did you watch Tenet? No. Oh, yeah. So a friend of mine actually gave me the digital code to watch it. But, like, it just didn't feel right, you know? Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it didn't
1: I've watched a handful of new movies um, recently because, you know, like... Um, like film festivals or like streaming stuff and oh, yeah. stuff like that but it's just it's not the same like watching it cuz you know cuz part of like a new movie coming out is having that experience so it's yeah, like watching also, like, it on the my hype laptop as well and stuff, like, yeah and like people aren't watching movies so there's like no one to talk to about it and stuff like the only thing people are connected on right now is like like Netflix shows and shows, Hulu sure.
0: and all that that stuff yeah streaming services are taking over mm-hmm. you know COVID definitely helped, like, streaming services, mm-hmm.
1: you know. The yeah, big, like, they keep breaking records, and it's like, what do you expect? Everyone's at home, every, you know? I
0: mean, I mean, they should be at home. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, not everyone's at home, for the record, but they should be yeah, watching I know.
0: TV. Yeah, I home. mean, as long as they're being safe. Hopefully, it is ending soon. Um, I recently just got the, the first vaccine, and I, you have, too, so, mm-hmm. you know, slowly, hopefully, people no, start it getting it. No, it feels
1: good. I've been, the LA Times is doing, like, a... Um, a covid tracker so i've been like checking it and 20% of californians have at least one of the vaccines really yeah wow. and so many people um this tier of like food service workers is like approximately i think like like a crazy number like 15 million people or something are eligible so but i think by the end of march like we're going to reach probably at least like 30%. i mean it's weird like at work we're like 30% vaccinated. Yeah. I didn't expect that. That's crazy. We're fast. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, oh, dang. Like, it really happened all at once. Yeah. It's well, weird. Like, it just opened
0: up for us. That's why. Mm-hmm. So we just all started getting the the appointments.
1: Oh, that's, yeah. It's crazy to think about. It's been a year and it felt so far away, you know? And
0: you know, I... we're still processing last March. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, it's like, it's so weird because, like, in Snapchat, I get the memories. Of like yes. a year ago, and like I've been getting, I, I mean, obviously before now, because like now, like my memories are just me at home, but like I was getting, I'll be getting memories of me like out with my friends. I'm like, Fuck, yeah, man.
1: like everyone's birthday, like a year or two ago, yeah. all the trips you've taken, all the places you've eaten at, like everything's so different,
0: yes, totally.
1: And it's, I think, literally, once things start opening up again, it's gonna go right back to normal, yeah. at least, like, not technically wise but i think the feeling you know like because that's how we are like we just adapt and things are weird and then we go back to normal and it's like nothing happened
0: yeah i know if anything people are just gonna wild out even more once like everyone gets gets vaccinated yeah. and shit, you know mm-hmm. dude clubs are gonna be wild oh park no theme parks gonna be wild festivals live music
1: yeah oh my
0: god i would love to go to a theme park that'd be so much fun i'm super excited for live music mm, yeah yeah i definitely that's something i'm I'm really looking forward to is going back to concerts like you know because um it's crazy i uh last year i i mean I, I got my snapchat memory of uh the tame impala concert i saw them live that's
1: right i Literally remember a that day before
0: like everything shut down
1: really yeah that was that close it was
0: a day before everything oh my shut down.
1: god yes i distinctly remember you going oh my god yeah it
0: was crazy and that was like that live show was amazing, and
1: that was last March. Yep. Oh my god, yeah. Do you remember like leaving school and everything?
0: I. What do, you, what do you mean?
1: Like the when it announced. Like I remember. I mean, it was only a year ago. I say it like it was a distant memory, but like you know that day where you go. We went to class, and then all my professors were like, they just sent an email saying we're all going home. And the rest of the semester will be, like, at home.
0: So, um... Did you have that memory, too? I got the email and I got the text from Mm -hmm. Cal Poly. Mm Because Cal Poly texted me saying, hey, like, don't go back to school. (laughs) But I wasn't at school when that happened.
1: Oh, you were? So, I never got to
0: say, actually, I never got to, like, do a goodbye or, like...
1: Oh, no, it was so bad. It was so sudden, yeah. Dude, the professors were, like... I, I don't know, like literally, like I have no idea what we're supposed to do. I have no idea what's going on like
0: then we didn't have like I didn't have any lectures for like two weeks, like yeah, because
1: that. everyone had to get their shit together. I mean, I being an English major, I mean English professors don't even put their grades online, like they don't know how to use a computer like. <laughs>
0: That's true. They've
1: never, like, they don't know anything about
0: technology. Oh, yeah, that wasn't stressful. Oh,
1: my gosh. You know, maybe they'll make a PowerPoint with some pictures, but they have no idea. It was so weird. Oh, my God, yeah.
0: I know. I mean, it's been a year, and, I mean, look at us now. Like, we just evolved, <laughs> They're the same. Like, think, you know, hopefully. Hopefully we're going to go back soon. I really hope we do. And, yeah, I mean, with that being said, like, thank you for being on here. And you're I appreciate welcome. that. This is super fun.
1: I feel like we talked, spoke about, like, a hundred There's so many
0: things. Yeah, there's so many things we talked about. I'm going to have to figure out what the hell am I going to, like, title this. Oh,
1: my God. It's fun, though. Just fun. us rambling for, like, an hour. I know. Durant. <laughs> this is, like, just yeah, what yeah. we do at work, basically. I
0: know, right? Just fucking, mm-hmm. just talk about a bunch of random shit. But, yeah, um, to those who are still listening, thank you. I appreciate you. I love you. Um, just in case you're not doing it yet, you can follow me at social medias on... Uh, Instagram and Twitter at Zenith underscore podcast. And by any chance would you like to share your your social medias or you just wanna um, like see off the grid? I'm
1: <laughs> I'm private, but you can add me if you wanna see like Pictures of my dinner or something.
0: Dude, she, okay, Alex cooks bomb. Like, <laughs> she always posts stories of, like, her cooking her food. It, it literally makes my mouth salivate. I always, every now and then I reply just because it's so bomb. I can't just not reply to it. I'm like, wow, this is Hey, once bomb.
1: COVID's over, there's no more dinner posts. It's just going to be me at a bar every night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you and your bar post A, hey, and you got to adapt, you know?
1: Okay, it's Alex, C O S T U
0: h alex costa alex costa okay and this is for instagram yes instagram okay cool and um yeah so with that being said this is alex uh writer um a, re- a, re- a reader writer uh for- <laughs> okay <laughs> um this is this just be awkward here yeah all right it's always good it's all good vibes here as you know you know where to find me at the zenith
2: thank you